Hello, I'm Daniel. This is my podcast, Sharpening the Mind. I am a meditation teacher and also a labor activist in Kansas City, Missouri. I teach classes in meditation and Buddhism at the Rime Buddhist Center, as well as a few other places. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Hi, I'm going to give a talk today from the Dhammapada, the sayings of the Buddha. And by the way, um, the version of the Dhammapada I'm using is the Gil Fronstall translation. Uh, you may have another translation and the wording's a little bit different and that's okay. So I'm going to read from this chapter and give commentary throughout, okay? That's how this works. And this chapter is called Violence. Violence. So, all tremble at violence, all fear death. Seeing others as being like yourself, do not kill or cause others to kill. All tremble at violence, life is dear for all. Seeing others as being like yourself, do not kill or cause others to kill. So what are we talking about here? Empathy, right? It is we run into trouble when we stop seeing other people as people. When we stop seeing other people as people. Everyone's a person, even if they really disagree with you about everything, even if you really want to hurt them or they really want to hurt you, none of it makes them them not a person, right? So we can have a baseline of empathy with all human beings, hopefully, in our, in our shared experience, we are all going through aging and death. We're all going through the regular suffering and the vagaries of life. We're all losing people we love. We're all getting sick. We're all growing older. We're all going to die. Sometimes it feels like we're in a, I like to say, it feels like we're in a burning building together and we're arguing about the furniture in the building when what we should be doing is getting at working together and getting out, right? And we get just eaten up by nothing and we get into big conflicts with each other. And that's what this is about. We want to learn to remember that other people are people. So certainly things like killing and causing others to kill, uh, those should be off the table for us. If you were like a bad guy and you wanted to inspire people to kill other people, well, one of the things that you would do is try to dehumanize the the potential victims, right? That's what we've seen throughout history. That's how horrifying things happen is people in power dehumanize the lowest people or the people they want to see harmed. They dehumanize them. They do aggressive campaigns to convince you that that's not a person like you. That's not a person like you. And that's what was used during the slave trade and it's what was used uh, during the Holocaust. It's been used throughout history where you try to label some other person as not a person so that there's not a moral component to doing things to them. And it's horrifying, really. And we should want to have a boundless heart open to others and have empathy for all human beings on this planet because... We're all, we're all connected. We have a big shared experience here. 
and we can do a lot more working together than trying to destroy each other. If desiring happiness, you use violence to harm living beings who desire happiness, you won't find happiness after death. If desiring happiness, you do not use violence to harm living beings who desire happiness, you will find happiness after death. So uh, the message is don't, don't use violence to get what you want, which I think we learned in kindergarten. Um, don't just take things from people, right? Don't step on people to get ahead. And there's all sorts of uh, things that maybe we don't think of as violence that are, that could be considered violence, like um, being a con artist and tricking people into giving you things, right? That's I mean, feels like violence to the exploited person, right? We don't want to try to be happy by harming others because that won't lead us to real happiness in this life or in a potential other life. It won't. Don't speak harshly to anyone. What you say will be said back to you. Hostile speech is painful and you will meet with retaliation. Use kind words. Use your, use your voice for positivity in this world. We don't need to speak harshly to other people. It's, it's very rare that such a thing would be helpful. And we need to keep that in mind. Sometimes we lash out with our words and that can be really harmful. Words, words can hurt. If, like a broken bell, you do not reverberate, reverberate, it's a hard word, then you have attained nirvana and no hostility is found in you. If, like a broken bell, you do not reverberate, then you have attained nirvana and no hostility is found in you. As with a stick, a cowherd drives cows to pasture, so aging and death drive the lives of beings. So, the bell metaphor in reverberating, that is when we let things get to us, when we're pulled around by what's called the worldly winds, praise and blame, fame and disrepute, those sorts of things that we become obsessed with, and they make us obsessed with ourselves, and they make us sort of lash out at the world at times and make enemies out of everything. Even while doing evil, fools are ignorant of it. Like someone burned by fire, those lacking wisdom are scorched by their own deeds. So an aspect of this is, man, sometimes when we start this practice, these practices, these meditation practices to see the world more clearly, we also see ourselves more clearly. And when that happens, we can't lie to ourselves as sincerely as we did before. So at a certain point on this journey, it becomes very hard to, to make the excuses that we have to make to do things we know are wrong. And you know what I'm talking about. Whoever you are, you have some example in your life history where you really wanted to do something and you knew it was wrong and you came up with a reason why it was okay. It could be stepping on someone to get ahead at work. It could be cheating on a test. It could be shoplifting. It could be cheating on your partner or being with someone, helping someone else cheat on their partner, right? All these things are things that we, we sort of, we'll figure out how to make it, make it okay. 
And the thing about our meditation practice is when we start to really see things clearly, we can't fool ourselves anymore. So um, that's, I guess, the warning is you're not going to let yourself get away with things that that you shouldn't let yourself get away with anymore because you're going to see it clearly and we're called to sort of take a long, hard look at ourselves and our past behavior and our present behavior and see how we have not lived in the most skillful, helpful, compassionate, awakened way. We can start to really see things more clearly and then maybe we'll have more regrets, but hopefully, hopefully we'll learn how to do better. Hopefully we'll learn how to do better. Whoever uses violence to harm the nonviolent and innocent quickly goes to one of 10 conditions, intense pain or great loss, bodily injury or insanity, serious illness or vicious slander, oppression from rulers or the loss of relatives, houses consumed by fire or wealth destroyed, and with the breakup of the body, the unwise one falls to hell. Wow, right? So... What's this saying? It's just saying whatever you do is going to come back to haunt you. And if you're harming innocent people, that's really going to come back to haunt you. And you might think it won't, but it will. It will. No nakedness or matted hair, no filth, dust, or dirt, no fasting or sleeping on bare ground, no austerities in a squatting posture. Purify a mortal who has not overcome doubt. So it's not about, and the Buddha's letting us know, it's not about denying ourselves food. It's not about sitting in the woods. It's not about putting ourselves in uncomfortable positions because in those days, there were people who said you had to do those kinds of spiritual practices for any sort of spiritual awakening. And the Buddha said, no, you don't, you don't have to go sleep naked on the ground. We just have to do our meditation practice and cultivate virtue. And that's it. That's it. Avoid, avoid, avoid causing harm and cultivate virtue. And do meditation practice. Even though well-adorned, if one lives at peace, calmed, controlled, assured, and chaste, having given up violence toward all beings, then one is a Brahmin, a renunciant, a monastic. So he's saying the real spiritual person is one who lives at peace, calm, controlled, assured, and chaste, having given up violence. That's the real spiritual person. They may not look like what you think. But that is, that is who the spiritual person is. It doesn't matter um, if you were born into a religious family. It doesn't matter who you are. What matters is what you do. What you do. And that's living in peace, calm and controlled, giving up violence. Where in this world does one find someone restrained by conscience who knows little of blame as a good horse knows little of the whip? 
Like a good horse alert to the whip, be ardent and alarmed with faith, virtue, effort, concentration, and discernment. Accomplished in knowledge and good conduct, you will leave this great suffering behind. So, that's just, that's a list of things for us to cultivate. That's a good list of things for us to cultivate, I think. Faith, virtue, effort, concentration, discernment, knowledge, conduct, mindfulness. These are great things for us to cultivate. Great things. And if we do that, that's what we need to do. We need to be ardent and alarmed and really train in these things. And that's going to take us to spiritual awakening. That is going to help us live the most meaningful lives we can. This is the last, the last verse. Irrigators guide water. Fletchers shape arrows. Carpenters fashion wood. The well-practiced tame themselves. That's what it's about. This is about training ourselves and helping ourselves to be better. So that's it for today. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me and have a good day. Thank you for listening and have a good day.